Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, June 25th, we look at Lesson 13, Israel and Egypt. Together, let's see all parties involved, characters shining through and what it means for us today. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word. And together, we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Here we are, Lesson 13, Israel and Egypt. And Genesis 47, verse 27, New King James Version says, So Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions there and grew and multiplied exceedingly. Uh, Once again, continuing the story of Genesis and seeing Israel's multiply and they're, they're in Egypt, right? Yeah, I love this because this is the story of promise, the promised land, the okay. promise of the Redeemer. And so here we have kind of, uh, we start out Genesis with the fall, but yet here we have this story that uh, is not over. Right. And you know, the, the promised land, right? They were once in it. They left and now eventually they're going to go back. So... I love that, Michael. So let's uh, go ahead and start with Sunday's lesson, Jacob Goes to Joseph. Yeah, so this is, again, a fun chapter, uh, which is kind of uh, bringing the rest of the story after uh, the drama of uh, Joseph being reunited with his brothers, especially uh, his one particular brother, Benjamin, and great revealing that we talked about. And the question is, right away for Joseph, what about his dad? You know, uh, is is he okay? So he sends them back to uh, get their families. Uh, it's the midst of famine. It's times are rough, uh, and so this is a matter of survival. Uh, and and so they go back to get their father. Um, he's obviously reluctant to want to move. He's you know he's a, a patriarch. We would say you know he's at the ripe old age he's nearing the end of his life today we say that he's retired right right (laughs) his retirement and and isn't this always the the challenge that all kids have is how do you get your uh, parents to relocate closer to you because you're worried about them you want to make sure that they're okay in those uh, happy golden years and uh, and so here is this uh, moving process is you know what's going to happen and uh and so jacob initially does respond and the text in genesis 46 verse 1 says that uh he set out with all that was his and when he reached beersheba uh, beersheba for those who may not be as familiar with the land of israel the typography the geography Mm. there is the southernmost city of what we would today call uh israel and there was, in, in later times, all the way back to Abraham, he would come, he, he, there's mention or reference to Beersheba that uh, Abram, uh, or Abraham would, would stop and offer sacrifices there, right? So this, this, is, a, this is definitely a holy site uh, that, uh, that where God has revealed himself, where God has met with him, and it becomes in later years there will be uh, it'll become a what we call a cultic center. There will be a, a place to offer worship, uh, and 
And so uh, there's all these references from Dan all the way in the north, that's the northernmost city of Israel, to Beersheba. So you see these references from north to south, the whole land of Israel. So, so this is a border crossing, we would say, where uh, he realizes he's when he leaves Beersheba, this is leaving the promised land, the land that he his his uh, that had been given to uh, his father, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as we say, right? So this is this is the promised land, and at that crucial moment in the middle of the night, uh, he hears God speak to him, Jacob, Jacob, and he says, "Here I am." And he says, don't be afraid, verse 3, to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation. Mm. Promising, he says, go. I'm giving you my divine blessing that this is where I want you to be. And so then, of course, it describes the children and grandchildren, you know, all the different people with their wives and their children, all of these, all of the, 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 the promise being fulfilled that God right, has right. promised to take care of them uh, and who each of them are. But I actually think it's the end of the chapter that's really quite incredible because when uh, verse 29, uh, Joseph actually had his chariot made ready and went to Goshen. This is the where they were, where he was living to meet his father. And as soon as Joseph appeared before him, he threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time. So another one of these emotional moments, Buster, you know, first is this revealing with his brothers, but now he actually gets to be reunited. Mm. Of course, Israel says to Joseph, now I'm ready to die since I've seen for myself that you are still alive. Amen. Wow. So, incredible. Yeah, not a man that he's saying I'm ready to die, but a man that this beautiful <laughs> moment came and fulfillment was in his heart, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I knew what you meant. And <laughs> uh, they get settled in, which I can appreciate because we're in the process of moving. And oh, yes. Boxes. Buster, I'm telling you, yesterday there was this, this box of dishes. Right. Very important. Open ASAP. Fragile. All those things marked on the box. And it was buried in boxes in the garage. And I finally found it after several days of looking. <laughs> uh, that sounds about right, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that just, uh, so anyway, so um, Jacob, he's getting settled. So uh, fill us in. Michael, you uh, set the stage there. And as Jacob is coming in, he meets up with Pharaoh here in chapter 47. And Pharaoh asks him this very important question. It says, says, how old are you? And he says, I'm 130 years old. So uh, we see it's a, a, a wonderful moment. And, and then we see later here on in this chapter, he passes away at 147. So he's actually able to stay in the land of Egypt for 17 years with Jacob and the rest of the brothers, uh, which, is, which is a startling fact because, you know, you're, you're reading the story and you're thinking, oh, man, he has he has months to live. No, he lived for another 17 years here. Uh, but one thing that's very important, the lesson brings out, it asks this question. It says, what spiritual truths can we find in this account of Genesis 47? And one of the first ones we see is chapter uh, uh, is verse seven. Then Joseph brought his father, Jacob, and set him before Pharaoh and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. So Pharaoh didn't bless Jacob. Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And it brings out a little bit of Hebrew here as well, Michael, talking about this word, Ahmad Lifne, which is 
uh, Jacob was set before, and it's not just before Pharaoh, but it's, it's, it has another meaning, which is his importance was more than Pharaoh, which is why Jacob had the right to come in and bless Pharaoh. Uh, and some people might look at that and like, well, later on, uh, Egypt was the ones that would enslave um, would enslave Israel, right? But mm-hmm. this is meaning that when we go to strange and different places and people with different beliefs in us and everything else, it doesn't mean that we are supposed to be giving them a curse. If they've uh, acted kindly towards us and are extending hospitality, we should be a blessing upon them and offer a blessing for them, offer a prayer for them. Uh, recently here, Michael, I was uh, went to a lunch this past Sabbath and there is a student there who is a nursing student, and she claimed uh, she she says I'm I'm not a Christian, uh, but she says what's interesting is she's like I really enjoy the prayer that my nursing professors say before every class, and she said mm-hmm. one class in particular, my professor she's like she forgot to pray, and I, I raised my hand and said hey, I missed our prayer, <laughs> and the <laughs> professor prayed, and, and and so you see this blessing that's happening to someone that maybe doesn't believe exactly what you believe but it's still, it's still extended to them. Uh, I like that. So it's kind of like that blessing multiplies. Exactly. Uh, the lesson points this out. It says that although Jacob, the foreigner foreigner is the inferior, the stranger, he stands before the leader of the land and he blesses him. And not only that, it says, considering that in ancient Egypt, the Pharaoh had the status of the highest priest. This means that in the spiritual sense, Jacob stands higher than the higher highest priest highest priest of Egypt, higher than even Pharaoh himself. And that's a lesson for us as well. As we go with God, uh, we're going to be before sometimes princes and magistrates. Michael, you are in the land of DC, right? (laughs) Several powerful people and everything else. But the one that we serve gives us a chance to actually be a blessing. uh, Sometimes not not in man's eyes, but in God's eyes. And to, and, and to be honest with you, to not look at ourselves as inferior in any way with anyone, but to look at ourselves as equals, uh, especially in God's eyes. That means that no one's inferior than us as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we find someone that we're like, oh, this person's insignificant, they don't matter. No, like because we matter to God, they matter to God just as much. And so mm-hmm. uh, looking at it, uh, bringing equality amongst others as we move forward. So, Michael, tell us a little bit about Jacob uh, blessing uh, Joseph's sons there in Tuesday's lesson. Yeah, so isn't this the whole story of, of Genesis in some ways that, you know, yes. you have the birthright, right? You know, the promise, promise of the Messiah, these kinds of things. So uh, the blessing uh, in that culture at that time was so important because it symbolized, it represented something, right? And, of course, uh, you know, Joseph and all the drama with his brothers. Um, and, and so um, what's interesting is in chapter 48, you have a kind of a double blessing for Joseph with both of his sons. It's, it's you know, Jacob's only grandsons that receive a blessing, right? And, and so both of his sons, Manasseh right, right. and Ephraim that are born there in Egypt receive this blessing, uh, again, emphasizing or doubly emphasizing how God has worked in a providential way through uh, Joseph's life. And uh, just a reminder that uh, of the promise of, of what's going to happen. And of course, at the end of this chapter, he's not only concerned about the blessing, but usually you do that right before you die, which means he's also concerned about what's going to happen to him. And this is 
promise that his bones, that his remains will be taken to the land of his fathers. He'll be buried with the with his with his ancestors, right? Uh, and again, this is some highly, highly symbolic and representative of this uh, promise. So we go from Joseph's, you know, two sons or Jacob's grandsons, but also the rest of his sons. How are they blessed, Buster? Yeah, so it goes into detail in, in Genesis 49. Uh, it's not just a blessing, it's revealing of character of the sons mm -hmm. uh, and how it actually kind of came true, if you will, in a lot of ways for the characters of their tribes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm reading here specifically, I was reading Benjamin's, uh, I think it's verse, let me get there. Um, yeah, verse 27 of Genesis four, uh, 49. Benjamin mm -hmm. is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, he shall devour the prey. And at night, he shall divide the spoil. Uh, and we see how several warriors came from the tribe of Benjamin, right? Uh, verse 19, Gad, a troop shall trump upon him, but he shall triumph at last. Uh, bread from Asher shall be rich, and he shall yield royal dainties. Uh we see this coming through and through. And then, of course, Genesis 49, 22, Joseph is a fruitful bow, a fruitful bow as uh, by a well, his branches run over the wall. The archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him and hated him. But his bow remained in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. And we, we see here uh, from there is a shepherd and a stone of Israel. And the lesson brings this out. Uh, talking about Ellen White and what she wrote in Pro Patriarchs and Prophets, the lion, the king of the forest and sitting in the symbol, symbol of this tribe from which David and the son of David, Shiloh, the true, the lion of the tribe of Judah, to whom all power shall finally bow and nations uh, render homage uh and so we see that michael and we just see that as jacob is bringing out this this lesson as jacob is bringing out this blessing about how this is actually casting prophecy as well and how the lineage of the messianic king was actually going to come through come through this uh and so in all this uh we see the spiritual significance of of jacob's blessings to his son was the fact that he was saying yes this is how you are but this is how you will be uh, and it was a declaration, not a curse, but a, a hopeful blessing, if you will. And in there, we still have hope through that because we have the hope through Jesus Christ, who actually already came and is now saying, I hope that my life was proof enough for you to continue to trust in me. And so, mm -hmm. Michael, uh, share with us now about the hope of the promised land. Well, this is the end of the book of Genesis, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And and it comes to uh, an end with the death of Jacob. Uh, and it says, verse 29, actually of, of chapter 49, then he gave them instructions. I'm about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave of the field of Ephraim the Hittite. Remember where, you know, Abraham, Akilah. his father Isaac, both of his wives, they're all buried. They had purchased this land. This was... Uh, genuinely theirs. This was something that would continue on. It was a legacy of, of how God had worked in their lives and of God's 
faithful promise, uh, not only of the land, but also of the Redeemer, right? Right. And it says that uh, he drew his feet up into his bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. And then chapter 50, verse 1, Joseph threw himself on his father and wept over him and kissed him. So very, very emotional moment. I mean, uh, I would, you know, I've, I've helped as a hospital chaplain uh, over, over the years. And, um, you know, when, when people pass away and oftentimes it's a, a person that I've, I've only known very briefly. And sometimes that's the only time I've met them in their life. Uh, and it's always nice when there can be family around them, when they can be surrounded by, by loved ones. That's, that's always the most meaningful time. Uh, but sometimes there isn't someone just to hold their hand at that last moment. Right. And so, uh, this is that last moment. Uh, and Jacob is there. He's able to be there. And of course, um, there is that grief that that's overwhelming. That's that's flooding. Uh, that's that's there. And uh, one of the things I noticed right away, this is just a side note, Buster. Right. Uh, is when people die, it's okay to share and express those emotions, right? Yeah. Um, and I th I think this is very biblical. We see this uh, certainly expressed here. Uh, and then something that I kind of forgot about until reviewing this this lesson uh, here this week, and that is that um, Joseph directs them to embalm uh, his father. Well, I, we may not think about this right away, but if you go to any museum, <laughs> you know, it has an Egyptian section. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's mummifying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So uh, that's kind of a, a curious but interesting thing that his father Jacob is effectively mummified. That's what it says that happened here and that uh, became a public holiday, right? So um, as we're recording this, we're, we've got Juneteenth coming up with the new, newest federal holiday, right? Yes, sir. Uh, and and so we, we honor those, of course, by the this will come out a week after, but but we have these holidays that that are recognized in different countries or here in the United States that recognize significant moments, and and this is uh, this becomes a national uh, source of of mourning for the country. Basically, uh, it, it's recognized uh, across the country, and so that kind of brings us full uh, circle. And of course, there's all this lingering moment in the back of the minds of his brothers uh this thought of revenge maybe joseph held back right because of the sake of his father but now his father, father's father's dead and hell was gonna have he imagine that now's, secret meeting <laughs> now's that chance to finally get even right and so uh joseph has some incredible eq buster because he's picking up on this. And, yes, he is. And, and I think this is interesting because at the beginning of his life, he's telling his brothers these stories. Um, so it shows also how Joseph himself has changed. Oh, there we go. There we go. Right? Because he, he, he did gloat at one point in time, right? Gloats at the beginning. That's that's what causes all the trouble. And it wasn't right that his brothers did this to him. But, you know, you have to kind of say that was not the wisest thing to do. No. Maybe, right. <laughs> uh, and, and but but Joseph has changed. He's changed. And and he himself has developed some incredible EQ skills because I'm not sure any everyone would necessarily pick up on that. Right. You know, is there's finally this chance for payback, you know, um, but he's self-aware enough that he realizes his brother's 
feel vulnerable and he uses this as a moment to connect with his brothers. Yes. You know, I, I love it. Uh, Michael Genesis 50 verse 20, one of mm. my favorite verses in all the Bible. It says, uh, and this is from the, uh, uh, actually I'll do it from the new King James. It says, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people. Uh, wow. I love the version say, say what, what man meant for evil, God meant for good, right? So what you meant Beautiful. to do evil, God turned this around and meant it for good. In other words, I forgive you and I, I'm willing to step back and see the big picture. Mm -hmm. And that, that's so hard to do in the moment, especially which is saying, yes, I was hurt, but, um, you know, being an abuse victim as a child, Michael, be able to step back now and look at how many people I've been able to help. They either come through my pastoral office or that have just come through my life and just be wow. able to say, man, the shared experience of how God is able to help me in the midst of that is able to help others. Not saying that God caused it or anything else like that. There's still questions of why and everything else, but being able to help others that go through it, it just brings this full picture in. And so this is one uh, text that actually means a lot to me as well. Well, this is the kind of, I think this comes back to the messiness of our lives, right? You yes, know, it does. Um, did, did God want all these bad things to happen to Joseph? No. Well, I don't think so. I mean, our God doesn't ever wish evil or ill for us, but yet in the craziness and sometimes the, uh, setbacks that we experience and in the case of his brothers doing all these things it shows you what god can do we're not calvinists as adventists we don't believe everything's preordained and stuff no. like that <laughs> yeah uh, but but rather uh god works and gives us agency and choice and he's certainly done that for joseph yeah uh, and given him choices he's made choices there's consequences to those choices uh, but god works in our lives and the messiness of our lives to bring about good and to bring about the the fulfillment of the promise the hope that we have and that's what's so beautiful about genesis these are such real people i mean who can't uh who can't not relate to sibling rivalry mm. uh, to people to bad things happening to them right so it seems so unfair and yet it gives us hope that God will work even in our lives, in our circumstances, whatever the challenges may be, to bring about um, that, that beautiful promise that he wants to bring about in each of our lives. You know, it's, it's like this line that I heard Pastor uh, Michael Gibson preach before. He says, God doesn't, uh, isn't the source of our suffering, but he will not allow our suffering to go unused. So in other words, he uses that suffering. And, well, in other words, he won't let it to go to waste. Yeah, it actually builds not only us, but it builds others around us. And so God will take that that suffering and saying, hey, watch, watch what I can do with this. Uh, and he'll even join us in that suffering. That's the amazing type of God that he is. And so I, I absolutely love this, Michael. And shout out to uh, two of my friends, Crystal and, and Karina and uh, very close friends of, of ours. Michael, I have permission from them to, to okay. give a shout out. But uh, they lost their mother, who just died oh, no. uh, suddenly, um, just this, uh, just just two days ago. Um, oh, my. Very close with their single mother that raised them. Very strong woman, very godly woman, and uh, they're actually building a tiny house behind one of their houses so she could live with them. They have great plans of family vacations, everything else. I I I I might be mistaken by this, but I think she was you know, late fifties, early sixties. And so it's very, very young for her to go. 
And so, um, yeah. you know, when you're talking, talking about the story of Jacob and, and Joseph falling upon his neck and, and, and grieving him, uh, just my heart goes out to anyone that's lost a parent, lost anyone to, to COVID during this uh, last two years. I know we're saying, oh, we can't wait till COVID's over. Well, COVID has left a, a strong stain on some people. I don't, I don't know how their mother passed, but, but a lot of people have lost a lot of loved ones in this last two years is what I'm trying to share. And so just pray uh, with people, be with them, and pr- praying that the ult- ultimate uh, Canaan that's coming will reunite us all when Christ comes to, comes to a class of glory. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, we there are, our hearts go out um, to loved ones, to people that we care about at times like this. Uh, well, it's hard to believe that we're coming full circle. This is the 13th lesson. This is the conclusion of this uh, Sabbath School Quarterly. Um, have you taken a peek to see what's coming up next, Buster? The crucible or in the crucible with Christ. And so we're going to actually be jumping, uh, walking and looking at uh, the Christian uh, life and experience. Uh, and So this is going to be really, really uh, a beautiful uh, starting out uh, with the whole, um, you know, the kind of crucibles. Crucibles are are challenging circumstances, but, but yes. being able to walk through them with Christ and the lesson author is uh, uh, is Gavin Anthony, who is the president of the Icelandic uh, conference. So, um, yeah, so this would be kind of uh, fun. I'm looking forward to uh, next quarter uh, and uh, and journeying through and continuing the journey. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that, Michael. And audience, please uh, pay attention because we'll we're going to continue uh, continue recording, even though Michael is still unpacking boxes. I thank you so much for your dedication, Michael. <laughs> and uh yeah so looking forward to it and praying that we all go through the crucible with christ well this is soup and swoops signing, signing out. out as we put a wrap on this week's lesson this is campbell swoops signing off by the way we want to give a shout out to our sponsors the southwestern union of seventh-day adventists and southwestern adventist university which has for over 125 years provided a christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of fort worth texas we love teaching with personal colleagues offer quality academics and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe to learn more visit swahoo.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.